Hello and welcome to another episode of the More From Law podcast. I'm your host, Harry Clark. This episode features Monica Shresko, law firm graduate recruiter turned career and personal development coach. In this episode, Monica and I discuss how to find, define and follow through with your own career ambitions, whether you're looking to enter the legal profession or reflecting on your current experience and practice to date with actionable tips as to how to do so. Let's get into it. So hi, Monica. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Hi, Harry. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me. And it's nice to finally catch up. <laughs> yes, I know. We've been kind of talking off air for a little while trying to get this podcast together um, on something that I think is is really important um, and something that's kind of really important within law, kind of what we're touching about today, the idea of kind of, you know, curating a kind of career plan, um, being able to kind of overcome those rejections and generally trying to, you know, develop your habits and improve your well-being. I think those are all kind of really important tenants for any career, but as I'm sure as we will discuss um, for law particularly. But before we get too much into um, that sort of thing, what just for people who haven't had the opportunity to meet you, what's your sort of um, background today? Um, yes, so um, as you did say, law is going to be our focus here and the reason why I'm actually coming here on the podcast is the, the fact that I actually used to work uh, in the legal uh, field for the last 11 years, so it's a very mm-hmm. long time. Uh, in terms of my actual background, um, I am an HR professional, so I used to work in HR for many, many years. Um, as I was going along, as I was developing, I actually moved on uh, towards um, development and towards graduate recruitment. And I actually ended up doing coaching um, full time. And that's because um, this um, was allowing me to kind of dip into my experience of working with people, developing talent, uh, perhaps showing them um, how to live to their potential, etc. So uh, mm-hmm. in a natural it would be um, an HR professional uh, with um, an inspiration to be and a passion to be a coach within the legal uh, sector. Fantastic and you said you worked within the the, the legal profession for 11 years did you say What, what was the sort of primary reason for doing that? Um, so the main reason actually was the fact that I did a little bit of uh, law myself at university. Um, mm-hmm. I did love that, but I definitely uh, um, enjoyed employment law and um, uh, working with people a little bit more. So I actually moved on from studying pure law to uh, study human resources management. Um, and whenever I was applying for jobs for HR, I still had that um, feel of kind of missing out. Um, I was wondering, did I make a good decision? Was it wise for me to kind of step away from law altogether? And then I thought that, you know, how about if I were to blend my um, HR background and perhaps, um, you know, a passion for, for law, uh, which I always did have, and maybe work in the legal sector. And that is how I actually started my journey. Uh, so so before I actually started working in uh, in a corporate environment uh, in London, in the city, I actually did work for um, a criminal um, chambers as well. So I've got a little bit of exposure uh, in that regard too. Fantastic. So you've got a really nice varied background. I think you kind of touch on a lot of key areas and different kind of key skill sets um, in order to talk about something that we're going to be talking about today when it comes to, um, you know, kind of career development and habits and um, obviously your well-being as well. Um, but I guess just to take sort of one of those um, as the kind of starting point, then this kind of overarching idea of trying to 
develop and follow through with a career strategy for the future to try to sort of cultivate some kind of vision or action plan as to what you're going to do with your career. Um, you know, I think law is quite a, quite an interesting profession to kind of look at as a, as a, you know, or an industry, I should say, to look at for the profession side of things, because there's so many different options available, um, right from the beginning of your degree. You know, you've obviously got the bar side of things, you've got the solicitor, you've got in-house, you've got private practice, you've got, you know, non-law career, um, you know, related opportunities as well. And I think, you know, the fact that there are so many opportunities available, it can be often quite hard to kind of dictate to yourself what it is you want to do. So um, what's your sort of advice for people who are, you know, beginning their legal journey and to, to sort of help them cultivate all of their kind of thoughts and experiences in today into some kind of um, strategy for the future of their career? Mm, uh, yes, um, you are very right. Hey, actually, um, you know, we are in a way, uh, very spoiled for choice, and there are mm-hmm. many variations of, um, professions within the legal sector. So it's very, very important to kind of get this clarity as soon as we possibly can. Um, it can be quite difficult. It can be a daunting exercise because we may be, uh, confused about our choices. Um, and you know, because law is extremely competitive, and because it does require. For for us uh, to make those decisions pretty early on, like, you know, even first year of university, um, very often we may find ourselves um, not being clear about what is it exactly that I want to be pursuing um, in the future. Um, how do I um, get that informed um, opinion about something? So there is a lot of that uh, to kind of take um, into account. And what I would suggest um, definitely is to kind of start thinking about um, your um, vision, your purpose as soon as you possibly can and obviously you cannot be doing this by yourself um, so I always do um, recommend getting in touch with people who either have been through the journey themselves or maybe who've done that journey already just so they can maybe show you step by step as to what you should be getting involved in getting a mentor, getting uh, involved within a community uh, perhaps getting a coach or maybe even kind of interacting with um, specific, um, you know, um, aspects of law that are, are, are already passionate to us and kind of um, having this huge overview as to what's available because very often uh, we don't make this informed decision. We just assume that if our friend is doing it or if perhaps if our lecturer is recommending something to us, this is going to work for us. And that mm. very often is not the case. Uh, we need to test it we need to research we need to kind of go and look for it ourselves just so we know what's available and then by kind of thinking what are your strengths what are your passions what is it that you're excited about you are kind of narrowing that path um, and you have um a shorter perhaps list of uh, firms or um, job titles or or even kind of like you know um, aspects of law um, on on your on your list. Absolutely, I think you've touched on a really important point there, which is you know turning to career mentors or, or guidance um, counselors or people who can just give you advice on the basis of information gathering. So really trying to get that insight into what their experiences have been, what they do on their day to day basis, and what they've enjoyed, and then essentially, as you say, seeing if it kind of correlates and resonates with you know what what interests you. And I think the more that you you do that and you know it's obviously scary going out there and networking and speaking but the more you can push yourself to do that um even if it's just on a digital sense and reading articles and reading blogs and things um I, I absolutely agree i think it really can help inform your sort of overall plan 
this episode of the More From Law podcast is sponsored by Get Into Law. If you're listening, it's like you're looking to break into or learn more about the legal profession. Get Into Law are a law careers advice community that's on a mission to build the most active, value-driven legal platform in the world through social media. They help support aspiring lawyers by providing skills, tools, and resources you need to begin your legal career. If you want access to their latest daily tips, guides, and resources, including some I've written myself, be sure to follow them on Instagram and LinkedIn by searching for the handle Get Into Law. And I guess leading on from that then, um, you know, it, now we've got that idea of that kind of overarching plan as to what impacts and influences us. Um, obviously, to take our first step um, towards our next goal, uh, you know, we have to put certain things into practice. So we have to develop our ability to, um, you know, demonstrate our commercial awareness, for example. We have to be thinking about all these different skills that lawyers employ and how we're going to go about improving them. Um, what are your sort of thoughts in terms of the, the best ways of doing that and kind of trying to cultivate those those healthy working habits um, as early on as we can to set ourselves up for later down the road? Mm, yeah, it's a very good question. So thank you for asking that. And, and I think mm. um, it will be um, very good for people who are just at the beginning of the um, journey to actually realise what's important, what can I be doing already, what can I mm. include in my daily routine so I'm actually getting closer to my goal, uh, to uh, to my uh, purpose, um, what's my vision and, um, you know, how can I gradually be getting there because, you know, it's not going to happen overnight and we need to remember mm. that this is a longer journey, this is a process and um, we need to be thinking about things that we can be doing often and frequently and just so we are just a little bit more closer to the end goal um, and incorporate those um, ways of being or ways of doing into um, our routines. So I definitely, um, first of all, would advise for anyone who is stepping into um, a legal profession to kind of think what is going to be expected of us. And, you know, obviously we won't have like a final list of uh, responsibilities and characteristics there, but we kind of think about the general ones so for example as you did say commercial awareness is absolutely key so what can i be doing daily in order to be commercially aware how can i be uh, reading uh, getting involved uh, being aware as to what's going on out there just so i can possibly build on that later on um, if attention to detail is important uh, because you know i will have to have amazing communication skills how do i cultivate this how do i practice daily so if i do in the correspond with anyone do i ensure that my communication my correspondence is absolutely spot on or am i a, a little bit more relaxed in my attitude so it's kind of thinking almost as if you were to be that professional already so if you want to be a, a lawyer in the future think about i am already a lawyer and how can i be projecting uh, myself as a person who is already kind of um on the way out there um, so I would definitely perhaps list those things that we think will be um, absolutely um, like like they have to be spot on they have to be uh, be there in order for you to be successful so commercial awareness the way you network with people the way you are commercially aware the way you are um, actually you know doing your due diligence so you're understanding um, what's going on in the sector and the way you are kind of um, connecting with people who perhaps are on a similar 
root uh, to, to, to use. So it's just kind of getting all of that together and then thinking about strategies, methods and techniques of you kind of accomplishing them already, mastering them just so you can actually uh, trust and have confidence in your abilities before you even uh, join. Uh, so you want to be ready way, way, way ahead because as we all know, law is extremely competitive. So the sooner that you practice, the easier you will then be uh, once you actually join. And on that point of practice, um, you know, I, I think this is something that I, I used to believe with as well and kind of through my own experiences um, and kind of begun to personally believe sort of less and less. But I think you read a lot about just achieving goals and kind of meeting your meeting your meeting your your goals and kind of being successful in whatever it is you're trying to do and, and the theme of motivation comes up a lot um i was just kind of curious as to what your thoughts were in terms of how big a role you think something like motivation plays um when it comes to following through with what you say you're going to do and actually being able to achieve those things that you've kind of mentioned versus the idea of kind of projecting yourself as a lawyer and um, like you said and trying to adopt those those work habits um earlier on Mm, yeah, so um, absolutely, you need to be motivated in order to run mm-hmm. that marathon, right? In order mm-hmm. to kind of go through that journey, because it's not going to be something that is just going to be achieved overnight, as I previously mentioned. It's going to be something that you're going to have to build on. So motivation is absolutely key because it's going to keep you um, engaged. And motivation is one of those huge forces um, in our life, um, which has to be harnessed uh, because, mm-hmm. you know, we don't just wake up with it. We need to kind of cultivate it. We need to look after it. And um, my biggest um, advice in, in order to kind of stay, motiva- stay motivated would be to learn how to control your habits uh, because, um, you know, you can use your habits uh, as an amazing tool to um, create those very consistent, very systematic um, actions uh, towards your outcome or your output that you want to um, achieve. And, um, you know, once you are able to control control your habits um, you don't really have to think about that that much because they are becoming a part of you they become mm-hmm. something that you don't even have to think about and you know um, what's interesting here is the fact that you know habits uh, require only 50% of your thinking power so you can actually you mm-hmm. know spend time uh, thinking about um, you know other aspects of your life you don't have to be kind of focusing on you know how do I uh, motivate myself every day so motivation absolutely um, is extremely important um, and motivation is actually composed of various layers um, it's um, the main core of motivation is actually why is it that you are doing it so what's the main purpose uh, behind uh, your action what's the meaning behind it um, and mm-hmm. is it extremely important to find out almost immediately uh, as soon as you possibly can why is it that you are pursuing that particular uh, route rather than anything else um what would then uh, come after it would be recognition because if we are indeed um doing something if we are working towards um something and then we are praised if we are compliment um if we kind of recognize for it that gives us even extra power extra like power and we want to continue doing this um and obviously it's important to have someone um who's going to be either encouraging us or helping us along the way and also it's good to be within that environment which is extremely supportive um, 
in this regard. So essentially the core thing about motivation would be to find out why is it exactly that I want to pursue that route? What, what's, what's the main cause? Um, and it has to come from within. It cannot be something that's external because if we are, um, pursuing something that, um, you know, is a passion of someone else because we may be competitive, for example, this can last for a while. Uh, but in the long term, it's just not going to give us enough energy. It's not going to, um, give us enough passion to carry on uh, through those moments where perhaps we want to give up. So it has to be something that comes from within and we need to find out why exactly this is important to us uh, what's inspiring about that so that would be my uh, first claw um, and then of course cultivating those habits so you know um, as I said habits would make 50% of our decision making process almost so you don't have to think about it and and they come naturally um, so you know there are two types of habits we would have habits which we kind of uh, design so for example if you want to wake up in the morning you will set an alarm and that would be something that you do every day uh, but mm -hmm. also there are hidden habits habits that perhaps we may not be aware of so um, do we get frustrated easily uh, when something happens do we get angry um, in certain type of a situation we may not be aware that we do it a lot and until someone is going to point this out to us so it's important to kind of understand are they good habits uh, are they serving us well or are the negative ones that perhaps we need to kind of detach ourselves from um, in order to, to be successful? There's quite a wild topic here in terms of habits. I could talk for hours about that. <laughs> uh, but just in a nutshell, um, it's just good to understand that um, habits are formed um, over time uh, and they mm -hmm. can be changed. So the key thing here would be to find out are they... Uh, are they good for us or are they perhaps uh, uh, negative? You know, we've talked a lot this episode about the idea of designing, cultivating some kind of career, you know, vision or plan. And then obviously, like we've kind of mentioned the idea of using channeling motivation through your habits to kind of help be productive in doing that. Um, but I think it's also important to discuss when things admittedly don't go quite as we expect. You know, we, we come up with the inevitable swathes of rejection, be it when we're applying for jobs, be it when we're actually practicing in some capacity and we get something wrong. Um, and just generally kind of managing the kind of working stresses of, of either studying in law school or kind of being in practice and, and working in that kind of corporate environment, for example. So um, just on that kind of first point of, of rejection um, and kind of trying to build resilience, what, what's your sort of advice for people to help put rejections in perspective and to and to not be so disheartened when we don't get that application that we wanted to go through or, or we kind of mess up in one area and, it, and, it, and we feel that we've failed there. Mm, yeah so um, as we um, mentioned before law is extremely competitive um, so we need to kind of just remember that and um, keep telling ourselves that this is going to be um, something that perhaps is going to challenge us the whole process is going to be uh, something that is going to consume a lot of our energy and our time and even though we may still 
give the best of the best of our abilities, we may still end up being rejected. Um, and we have to remember that this doesn't define us. Uh, we have to be aware that there are a lot of people competing for one position. And sometimes um, we just need to um, remember that we just need to persevere and not take it and, and don't take it too personally. And of course, this is extremely difficult because we as humans, we we don't want we don't like to be rejected um, as a general rule. Um, it's against um, our beliefs and, you know, our our um, like being. Uh, we like to be acknowledged. We like to be praised, especially if we do indeed work that hard. So rejection is never a nice um, feeling um, to be kind of encountered. It's just not great. But if we assume almost from the beginning that at some point along the way, this can happen to us. Uh, we almost automatically detach ourselves from this very overwhelming feeling of failure very often because we, we do kind of think, oh, you know, I've tried so hard, uh, and yet I am still, um, not, uh, moving on, um, or I'm not getting closer to my goal. So it's good to be reminded um, that uh, this can happen. Uh, and it's also very good to remember um, that we are here to always develop and get better. And this is a process rather than end goal. And very often it could be um, that, you know, we're learning something from this experience as well. So if you were to be rejected once, then you have to um, be going back to your either application form or your interview or whatever you've been rejected from and kind of, you know, critically review your performance and kind of think those were the things I was very good at. Perhaps those are the areas I need to be improving on and maybe if I were to go through the similar um, process again maybe I will be able to incorporate that in my uh, future performance and you have to always kind of think I'm stri striving to be better uh, better than I was yesterday and there isn't a competition here um, me against other people because they may have you know a different set of characteristics different background different aspirations um, but who you can compete with is yourself and is your past self so think about what did you do yesterday what did you do in the past and what can you do better um, and take that rejection um, as perhaps um, you know a good clue a good indicator how you can improve um, and then if you were to develop this um, kind of mindset which we call growth mindset you wouldn't see that rejection as a, as a mistake as a failure you will just see it as part of the process uh, which eventually will make you a little bit more um, resistant to that you wouldn't take that too personally and the first one usually is the hardest uh, because it hits us hard um, after a few you kind of uh, get a little bit stronger and after a while you know you, you don't even take it that personally you, you, you build that resilience around that and the good thing uh, if there is a good thing about being rejected <laughs> is the fact that in life at some point we will all be rejected mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I, I really kind of resonate with your point of trying to make it a learning process and being able to kind of go back through those old applications. I, that was something that I 
sort of tried to do in my in my later cycles of applications and I think it really does give you a bit of perspective about where you know you, you go wrong and kind of getting that second opinion is absolutely something as well and then I guess tying hand in hand with rejection um, is kind of the idea of being able to keep your mental well-being in good spirits and kind of being able to manage the stresses of having to say you know apply for positions alongside law school obviously everything that's going on with coronavirus right now is incredibly stressful um, actual practice itself for many legal profession uh, professionals is, is obviously incredibly stressful what's your sort of just insights into um your sort of tips for managing stress and, and trying to keep those productive habits like we mentioned um amongst all the kind of pressures of, of day-to-day life um yeah so um you know stress um is inevitable in life uh, unfortunately uh we <clears> will <throat> all go through phases whenever we perhaps will be a little bit um overwhelmed or too stressed out or or perhaps not coping very well um but um not all stress is bad for us and that's <clears> something for us to be um it's good again to be reminded of that a little bit of stress um you know um does help us it protect us it, it, it's, it makes us more creative and focused and it could also be a very good way to motivate ourselves and this type of good stress um, is what um, psychologists would call eustress um, so you know this is the type of stress which we feel whenever we um, we go on a I don't know um, on a first date for example or whenever we are just about to uh, go on a roller coaster you know we feel excited we feel like we have energy we have like we interested and this is a good type of a stress obviously whenever we are um, moving on to this negative stress which perhaps is causing um, us anxiety or uh, is um, making us um, exhausted that is not a good type of stress um, and this is something that we should definitely try um, to kind of walk away from and of course it's easier said, that said than done and there are many mm. uh, plenty techniques as to how to um, manage your stress and uh, from my point of view um, I would definitely suggest to try as much as you possibly can to keep balance in life because everything in life is good for us as long as it's not too much of it and that is the same with stress so uh, if we indeed are saying that we are becoming a little bit uh, anxious that we are becoming a little bit stressed out that perhaps you know we are not feeling motivated and um and we cannot really relax a little bit then it's time for us to stop and kind of think how can i bring myself to balance what are the ways that can actually calm me down and there will be a variety of ways here and uh, one of the most important ones here is definitely you know a regular good quality sleep we need to recover from stresses of our day uh, we need to recharge we need to rest so sleep is definitely one of those ways and again sleep is a very individual thing so you may need seven hours i may need I mean, it's nine, right? It doesn't mean that there's a right or wrong way of going here. You just need to decide and find out what's working for me. Another way of releasing um, those negative stresses from you is uh, exercise. Uh, and exercise, again, is very individual. I may love doing yoga. You may need to go for a run. So you need to kind of think w- what's going to work for me. Um, of course, we need to be very aware that, you know, in order to get rid of those negative emotions, Uh, we need to offload 
what is the best way of loading? Do I um, talk to my friends? Do I connect with people who are going for a similar journey? Do I maybe want to uh, keep it to myself and therefore maybe I will journal um, just so I don't have to share it with anyone out out there? But it's good to kind of offload that because as soon as we do that, we feel lighter. Um, and of course, there are lots of things um, that um, can help you in terms of, you know, um, having a regular laugh, which is important and it doesn't have happen very often in the legal profession because obviously we always have to be on top of our game have a balance of that in the evening or over the weekend whenever you're not working just so you can bring um you know balance into your life and of course be reminded of your um dream of your goal of your strategy because that's very often is what gives us energy um to um to carry on um and i always do say that whenever you are um, in love with something whenever you are um, feeling like you are really enjoying doing you don't ma- you don't mind having that much of a stress because you will then develop a passion but if you do um, something that you're not um, um, as passionate about uh, that is when very often you get into that stress mode because that is not something that you believe in so it's very important again to ask yourself why and what is it that is my passion because if, you, if you're passionate about something you're more likely to give um, a lot from yourself without um, actually going for the stress emotion. Absolutely. And I think that comes back really nicely to what we said at the beginning, which was trying to sort of come up with that strategy and find something which um, is really resonating with you. So um, thanks for, for coming on the show and for kind of giving that really nice comprehensive, I think, um, beginning to end kind of view on how to kind of go about thinking about these career considerations and managing the kind of ups and downs that will inevitably come with them. And where can people go to learn more about yourself and everything we've sort of talked about today? Yeah, thank you so much. So um, yeah, I can be found on LinkedIn. Um, I also do have a website and um, my website is called www.monicaeditor.co.uk. Um, I also do have um, an Instagram account as well. Fantastic. Well, thanks anyway for today for coming on and, and sharing your advice and insights. It was great to speak with you, Monica. Thank you again. Thanks so much for listening to another installment of the More From Law podcast. If you want to keep up to date with the show and make sure you never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and sign up to my newsletter over at www.harryclarklaw.com. You can also follow me on most social media channels at the handle Harry Clark Law. If you enjoyed the show, please give it a rating and a review on the iTunes store as this helps others learn about the show and be sure to share it with your networks. You can also support the show by donating to my Patreon, which helps support the running and production costs of the show. For now though, I'll see you in the next episode of More From Law.